Wait, we're here. <laughs> we're not back. We're here. Brand fresh spanking new episode. But we're back from last week. Right, that's what I meant. We're back in studio. <laughs> Obviously, if there's something that makes sense, that's what I meant. Live and in studio on your podcast. The Miseducation of Sheltered Bill. With Bill Clem, Ryan White, and Rick Bailey. We've now been turned into a morning show. You guys have to choose. Should I drink for this episode? Yes. No. Poolside popsicle. Poolside popsicle. Yep. Okay. What is that? Was easy. I don't know. It looks like a Pokemon thing. Uh, Okay, this is by 450 North Brewing. Poolside popsicle is. A slushy XL smoothie style sour ale with tangerine, passion fruit, kiwi, and papaya. Nice. I've never had this many fruits in my mouth before. I love papaya, by the way. Papaya is probably my favorite fruit. I just got back from Mexico mm. and I ate like a metric shit ton of papaya. I can't remember papaya. if it's, I always forget if it's papaya or, no, I think papaya is fine. I think it's guava that I hate. Mm. Okay, so guava, I don't mind the flavor of guava, but I actually ate, like, actual guava, and it has these super hard seeds that are, like, a huge pain in the ass. Mm. I think the flavor mm. tastes, <laughs> after you eat them, or, I think flavor tastes, pain in the it, ass. they after taste like them? dirt. I think you might be thinking of papaya. Maybe. Papaya is less sweet, and it has that earthy taste to it. I, that's what I really like about it. It's the deep orange one. Gotcha. Mm. Guava's guava's more yellow. Ooh. I like uh, I like papaya, especially after you had like a hearty like South American meal yes. of meat, because that that papaya helps digest, and you like don't feel the, so well, bloated. And... It cleans out the colon. Right. When I I went to Costa Rica, a <laughs> story few years time with ago, Bill. Yeah. I went to Costa Rica a few years ago. When I travel, I get blocked up bad. Yeah, right? I mean, just, whenever you travel, especially is. overseas, the poop talk is real. And I already have issues with, like, going sometimes four or five days at a time normally. Uh, so when I travel, it can be real bad. And I was every 18 days. I know about two been... kinds of plugs. <laughs> I'll bet you know about more. <laughs> I had been in Costa Rica for 10 days without pooping. Oh. Ten days. Welcome to Brown Talk. And I was on a job site, a construction site, with a bunch of guys. There were 35 of us, right? Did you have only porta potties? And, and on our lunch, they served us, um, you know, some food and then some fruit. And the fruit was papaya. It was like three slices of papaya. Yeah. And Every guy there did not like papaya. They were, like, sick of the papaya. Mm-hmm. And word had gotten out that I liked papaya. And so everyone gave me their papaya. <laughs> so I ate about 100, 140 slices of papaya. And let me tell you, that night, my problems were solved. <laughs> it was assigned to me by assholes. <laughs> that is a great story, Bill. Rick, did you say phone-free episode? I'm trying to get... Uh... You skipped all of poop talk. Yeah, weird. <laughs> I'm trying to get um, an assignment for you. Rick, are you drinking anything special today? Uh, a liquid death. Cool. I have. Now, Rick, are you drinking normal liquid death or one of the flavors? Normal. Okay. I don't drink the flavored ones. I don't love them, but they're fine. 
but uh, too many calories also. It's not that much. <laughs> I know. It's like 10. Yeah. I have in my cup some Weller Green Special Reserve Bourbon. It is a very difficult. Is it bottled in bond? Uh, no, uh, I do have some Weller bottled in bond, but uh, that is very difficult to get. I had to do some horse trading to get this bottle that I have now, and uh, I am enjoying it thoroughly. You guys, we watched a movie. That movie was my cousin Vinny, because no one else is participating in this podcast because they're too distracted by their phones. Um. Yep. <laughs> cool. Okay, do you want to play trivia? Okay, here we go. It's cue the music. Ryan trivia over under. Uh, Rick, did you win trivia last or did Bill win trivia yeah, last? Probably me. Probably you. Probably me. <laughs> How I, know I know I didn't win. Uh, Bill we're can go let, first. We're gonna, we're gonna, okay, we'll let Bill go first. Um, Bill... The movie My Cousin Vinny is set in rural Alabama. Here are seven over-under questions. I would like you to set the line. Bill, in what year did the Europeans first set foot in what is now called the state of Alabama? Set the line, please. I'm going to say 1650. Rick, is it earlier or later than 1650? Later. Bill gets a point fifteen forty. All right. Pa- pause one moment while I create my scoreboard. I was unprepared. Will you read that question Rick again? Didn't, Rick didn't think people landed in America until 1776. I mean, pretty sure I know the poem about 1492, bro. <laughs> in what year did the first Europeans set foot on the land that is now the state of Alabama? Okay, that is now the state of Alabama. Got it. Okay. Uh, Bill has the hot hand, and he will go again. Bill, the Vulcan statue, the city symbol of Birmingham, Alabama, is the largest cast iron statue in the world. The 56-foot-tall statue, depicting a Roman god Vulcan, is the world's largest iron ore statue. How many pounds does it weigh? Please set the line. I'm going to say... 890 pounds. More. Rick wins the point 101,200 pounds. <laughs> Just missed so it by close. that much. Two to two. Or one to one. Excuse me. Did you say 800 uh, pounds? Yes, he did. Of the yeah. world's biggest iron yeah. thing? Okay. Cool. Rick <laughs> now has the hot hand. Uh-huh. Marie Bader. A 26-year-old... That's only, like, four people. (laughs) Okay, sorry. Hey, guess what? We're tied, dumbass. (laughs) You know, in Long Beach, Washington, there's, like, the world's biggest frying pan, and I think it's iron, and I bet it weighs close to that. Okay, right. We're ready. Marie Bader, a 26-year-old from Mobile, Alabama, holds the world record for the fastest... 10-kilometer run on sand. How many minutes and seconds did it take to run 10 kilometers on sand? Rick, please set the line. 36 minutes. Bill, is the real answer over or under 36 minutes? I think it's faster. I think it's under. 
Rick wins the point 55 minutes and one second. Rick with the hot hand in 2021. A record 28.2 million tourists visited the state of Alabama. How much money in tourism dollars did Alabama take in that year? Please set the How line. How many people went there? 28.2 million tourists. It was a record for that three, state. $3 billion. Bill is the... What year was this? 2021. Bill... So in the middle of the COVID pandemic, <laughs> all the people went to Alabama. Yeah, you know why? Because <laughs> <laughs> they didn't require yeah, masks. Is the real answer over or what under if- $3 billion? It's over. That is correct. $19.6 billion. It's all tied up. Two I have to two. no... I think I've decided I can't answer any question in the billions. It is an unfathomable... <laughs> I don't understand it's billions. It's an unfathomable yeah. amount of money. Okay, we're tied at two apiece. Bill has the hot hand. Bill, Talladega Speedway is a motorsports complex located Bill, have you in seen North... Tala- really? Have you seen Talladega Nights? Uh, yeah, I didn't know Talladega was in Alabama. Okay, You've seen the movie, though? The Ricky Bobby? Yeah. Have you yeah. seen Anchorman? Yeah. Okay. Keep going, Ryan. Talladega Super Speedway is a motorsports complex located north of Talladega, Alabama. It is also the longest NASCAR oval. How many miles is one lap of Talladega Super Speedway? They're not standardized? set the line. They're not. They're all different. Who knew? Probably a lot of people. How many miles is it? Is one lap of Talladega Super Speedway. Uh, I think it's two and a half miles. Over. It's more than that. Over. (laughs) Over. By a hair 2.6. Oh, what the? How is that for a line, though? Oh, my gosh. Rick with the hot hand. I freaking nailed that one. Founded by French colonists, Mobile is the oldest city in Alabama. In what year was it founded? Please set the line. 1717. Earlier. Oh, another killer line. 1702. Bill gets the point. It's all tied up at three. (laughs) Woo! Number seven, the final question. If you both bust on this, I have one final question. How can we both bust? (laughs) Uh, If you go over, (laughs) if you go over and I say over. I set the line. Oh, yeah. But if you set the line over no. and Rick goes no. over. That, no, then I win. That's oh, it's, it's Price is Right rules. Close without going over. No, it's not. That's the whole point of the over-under is that it's no longer Price is Right rules. <laughs> okay, Someone's going to win this right here, right now. Bill, the hottest temperature recorded in the state of Alabama it was recorded in 1925. How hot did it get? 121 degrees Fahrenheit. Rick, is the real answer over or under 121 degrees Fahrenheit? I wanted you I wanted you to set the line at 120. <laughs> if I'd set it at 120, you would have gone yeah. over. But yeah. now I'm thinking about going I think I'm gonna go under. <laughs> The real answer is 112 degrees. Oh! Rick wins trivia. 
If I'd said it one degree less, I would have yep. won. That's it, 112, huh? That's crazy. I've been in it's, way hotter it's, temperatures. It's been a, It's not the heat. It was 116 humidity. here last year. I know. Yeah. Not last year, two years ago, but yeah. I have a reserve I think it was last question. Year, Bill. If you'd You're like wrong. to answer, I don't think or, so. Uh, I you think are. you don't know years because I think we just had that conversation the other day about when we were in a different state too. And you, no, it was 2021. It was the same year. It was 2021. It was it was super high here last year. It was it was 2021 is when we had 2021 that, is when it hit that teens crazy. and was like yeah. 117, 116 all around this area. It was not last summer. Fine. Yep. And the only reason I, I know that fu- is because I moved both of the last two summers, and so I remember which house I was in when I bought the air conditioner. Yeah. <laughs> I have one more football sports question, if you'd like to have a funsy question for bragging sure. points. Sure, everyone knows Bo, thanks to his Heisman Trophy and multi-sport prowess, also his Nike commercials. But do you know how many yards Bo Jackson ran for in his career at Alabama's Auburn University? Over or under, Bill, please set the line. How many yards did Bo Jackson rush for in his career at Alabama? Or, excuse me, Do you guys know what's happening to Bo Jackson right now? You guys heard about it? Okay, I'll tell you when this is over. This is crazy. 3,150. Over. 4,303. Rick double wins. I thought Um, maybe he was good enough to get drafted early. um, (laughs) He, they were like... He was getting some kind of an award at some probably at the college or something. And he didn't come and they didn't know mm-hmm. why. And they found out for the last year of Bo Jackson's most recent year here. I was going to say life, but like he's still alive. Like he's had the hiccups for a year <laughs> and they what? and they can't stop it. Uncurable hiccups. He's going to go in for a procedure to try and get them to stop. They don't know if it's going to help or not. Is the procedure where the doctor goes, oogie boogie boogie. <laughs> so that's what, that's what everyone keeps saying. And I saw a community the other day say, that's what happens when Nothan can scare you. You know, because, you know, Bo Jackson, right. he ain't going to yeah. scare But isn't that wild? Can you imagine having the hiccups for a year? <sighs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, I've got the hiccups. <laughs> All right. My cousin. Uh, also, oh, yeah. also, who can you name? Who is the only other person to have more yards than Bo Jackson in the SEC? Um, the only person more yards than Bo Jackson. In LT. The SEC. No. <laughs> um. Hang on, I can do this. I think we should talk about the movie. I know. Is it Todd Gurley? <clears throat> no. It is Herschel Walker. All right. My cousin, we watched Vincent LaGuardia Gambini. The most Italian name you could come up with. Yeah, so this, this movie is, okay, Uh-oh. the kid who's accused of murder. Uh-oh. That's the karate kid, right? Yes. Uh-huh. Okay. Ralph Macchio. Okay, so. I get points for that. <laughs> no, you don't. Yeah. Because everybody knows that. Um. And the and Vinny, he's from Home Alone, right? And Goodfellas, right? I knew that. <laughs> um, uh, and I think his girlfriend or fiance is from the new Babysitters Club series. Really? What's her name? Marissa Tomei. Yeah. Okay. No, she's, 
Academy Award winning actress Marissa Tomei. She's in Spider Man. What else is she? She yeah, she plays his aunt. Yeah, she's Aunt May, yeah. hot Aunt May. She's been all kinds of stuff. Um, okay, and she's been hot forever. Um, she's smoking hot. Yeah, I know. She won an Academy Award for this movie. Really? Yeah. Which it's which I love that this movie. Do you feel like she was a phenomenal actress in this movie? I think she did a really good job in this movie. Yeah. Uh huh. I think she's really fun to watch, and she's play- see. That's the thing. I think that this is why the Academy Awards are dumb now. Because I think movies like this would never win today. Never, not a chance. Right? right. Yeah. Right. Because it was just fun. It was like right. an extended episode of Matlock. Sure. And I'm pretty sure that the DA in this movie is the DA yeah, in like every episode of Matlock. Um, that's just like <laughs> the character he plays. I like him. What's his name? He's like. He's always kind of a dick, but also reasonable. I don't know. There's something who about you talking him that about? I really like. The guy who plays the district attorney in this movie. Lane Smith. Do you, he was in the Mighty Ducks. Oh, wait, yeah. That's wait. probably why I like him. Well, he's do, you, not, do you know what a district he, attorney is, Rick? It's the yeah. guy who prosecutes him. Well, are you sure? How do you know he's a district attorney? Because he announces himself as a district attorney. Okay, he's, he's, he, he's not the ADA or something? Like you know he's you know the ADA is assistant district this, attorney. Yeah, and there's not and there's a bunch of those, but there's not there's only one district attorney. But in this movie there was no other district right. attorney. Right. I just was I was asking who it was. So you were you sure. were asking if in this movie where there is no other prosecuting attorney, whether or not the guy I referred to as the district attorney. Uh-huh. Whether his official title included the term assistant district attorney. And, and if you would have said the guy from Son-in-Law, we could have stopped this conversation an hour ago. I don't ago. know what that is. <laughs> son-in-Law? I mean, you ever I seen don't Son-in-Law? Know if we should put no. Him on, I don't what is know Son-in-Law? if we should put that on the list. It's Polly Shore. Okay. And he lives on a farm. Nope. I've only ever seen one Polly Shore movie. Biodome? Yep, that's the one. Did you love it? Yeah, I thought it was. Well, you cool. should watch. You should watch Son in Law. Okay. It's great. In the and in the you army never now. saw Encino Man. Um, Sean Astin's in it, and Brendan Fraser. I think you saw part of it. I think you said you saw part of it. I think I did see part of it. Anyway, I, it's not one I know. Um, we's in the juice. Okay, so it was oh, so wait, weird. Wait, wait. Okay, you just said that. Let's there, push your There is one other movie that I've seen yeah. many, many times. I, it's a goofy movie, isn't yep, it? Yep, that's the one. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yep, a goofy <sighs> movie. Polly Shores in that. Yeah. All right. So um, when this movie started, it was so weird. I got about 10 minutes in, mm-hmm. and I had been thinking about what I was going to talk about um, for some of these movies. And I thought about a few weeks ago when we watched white men can't jump and -hmm. I was talking about how I just liked the look of it Mm -hmm. and something about the camera work and the, just everything about it, the color. And and then, and I was like, you know what? I feel the same way about this movie. Hmm. And then I looked, it came out the exact same year. Hmm. So something in Uh 1992 is really just doing it for me. Was it two 92? I thought we were trying 96. Maybe it's 96. Vinny mm. was 92. What was? Well, so my cousin Vinny was 92. 
And I think White Man Can't Jump White Man was. Can't Jump was also 92. Yeah. You're right. Yeah, there's something about it. It's weird. I just was like, oh, interesting. It, it felt, I don't, I can't they describe had a look. it. It had a feel. And I like that feel. And yeah, I can see that. Like, the, just the way, like, I don't know if it was just the, the film they used or the processes that were in, involved, but it had a very. You know what it like, is? It's just that it feels like a movie. It doesn't feel like it's trying to be real. It's just like, yeah. it's like, it's a good popcorn movie kind of situation. You right? know, yeah, yeah, you yeah, know yeah. how I often compare something old to something new. Yeah. Yes. This movie reminded me a lot of uh, Legally Blonde. Sure. <laughs> Which I love that movie. <laughs> okay. And okay. you can roll your eyes at that, but that's a hilarious, I, great movie. I mean, that movie is it's fine, fine, and it's it's the only. The best part of that movie is Jennifer Coolidge, which no, like yes, she's no. the best part of almost every movie she's. Yeah, made. I know she <laughs> destroys. Anyway, okay, let's not gear off. Let's not get off topic here. Let's keep going with this movie. Okay, um, everybody in this movie does such a good job of playing their role. Mm-hmm. Joe Pesci is so funny all the time when he wants to go fight that guy for. Mm-hmm. The pool, you know, like the pool problem. Yeah. And he's just like, oh, you want to negotiate? How about I kick your ass? And then he's <laughs> yeah. just like, well, how about I just give you the $200? Oh, you like to keep negotiating? <laughs> yeah. like, I don't know. He's so fun. Well, it's it's like this is the character that is the comedic version of Go Get Your Shine Box, all that other things. Yeah. Where he's like, he's now the leading man. He's not a villain. He's not anything else. He's the the key character in this movie when and did, he's like a little good, a little bad, a little this, a little that. When did Lethal Weapon 2 come out? Because that's him uh, doing that thing before too, Before this, right? I think. It was like 89, I think. Hmm. I gotta look it up. Um, okay, now, to get serious for a second. Can you think of many scenarios more frightening to you than being falsely accused and being put in prison for something that you definitely did not do? Okay. No. <laughs> but, but like, n- n- can not. We, okay. Can we go L- through wait. some of the ridiculousness no. of this? Sure, but let's wait on that for a second. Okay. If taking those, taking your Cadillacs out of this, okay. For some reason, someone comes to your home. Go ahead, Ryan. Lethal Weapon 2 came out exactly in 1989. Okay. That was definitely a good time to tell me that. Okay. So, <laughs> someone <laughs> arrests you. And things do point to it was you, but it definitely was not you. And you're you. Like, I can't go to prison. <laughs> I'm not going to make it, right? Like, it's not going to happen. And sure really? That, mouth. That's one of the most, I can't imagine it's near as much worse than that. Like, falsely accused people in jail. There was a time in my life when I had... Three very young children and a wife that wasn't working. And I was working like commission only and very stressed about money and paying bills and everything was very difficult. And I was like, I feel like if I went to prison right now and I had (laughs) no bills to pay and guaranteed three meals a day 
a place to sleep. I was like, three hots and a cot. <laughs> right. I was like, I think I might be okay with it at this point right now. Like, <laughs> and plus, I'm white. I could commit some sort of like non heinous offense to be put in like a pretty nice place where I got some TV time and some computer. You know, time. doesn't this? I think that these last few weeks we've really opened up something to Bill. He talked about how he got married and just wants to give up and eat as many chips as he wants and not really think yeah. about anything anymore. And yeah. now he's like, I could just live in prison. That yeah. would be fine too. He really just wants to get away from everything. There's, Bill, there's, Bill, have you seen Office Space? Yes. So are you talking about white color prison or federal pound me in the ass prison. I'm talking about the prison I would go to, which would be white-collar prison. Yes. And I'm talking about there's a certain appeal, and I'm not I'm not discounting Rick Spears here, but I'm saying there, there's a certain appeal to when, when you are responsible for a bunch of other people's lives, mm-hmm. it can be incredibly stressful. And right, especially like in your scenario where you're talking about you're not guaranteed a certain amount of money every month. Right, yeah. And and having, you know, so when it's like I'm responsible for the lives of five other people, including myself, mm-hmm. there's a certain amount of that Are where you I'm an like other person? there is a f- fantasy of what if I didn't have all that responsibility, you know? Yeah, but isn't right. there an easier yeah. way to take care of that than going to prison? What, murder them all? <laughs> or, like, just leave? <laughs> no. Why? Because that's, that's you know, shitty. Oh, it's just as shitty to go to prison. Not if I'm innocent. They don't, they're, but that's not what you said. That's not how this started. You said I could commit some kind of white-collar no, crime. No, I said I could. <laughs> did I say that? Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, so. Okay, but in theory, though, jail doesn't seem cool. No. Oh, also, no, they didn't go to terrible. jail because the jail was. I know. Condemned, they went to prison, which right. would never happen. Okay. This is another. There's a movie. lot of things in this movie that would never. Right. Happen. 1992. Yeah. Like I actually tried to look it up, and I I lived it for three seconds. I don't think technically a personal injury attorney could try a murder case, right? Well, but he lied about who he was anyway. Sure, which also, you know, well, it was the 90s. Well, but. and that's the other thing is, like, you're entitled to an attorney, but you also can defend yourself, so... No, a person, could, anyone who passes the bar in that state can practice law in that state. But he didn't pass the bar in that right, state. Right, that's the issue, is that, yeah. that did, you know, being given license to practice outside of a state in which you pass the bar. Well, yeah, and that's like fucking pedantics upon pedantics. I just liked the, um, I liked at the end, I liked the end of this movie, you know, after the verdict is reached, the celebration from Joe Pesci. He's so funny. Like the way he just moves, like he's just fun. But I have, I have a question. It's not even a Cadillac, but kind of. These are the things. This is, Actually, kind of the epitome of a Cadillac, but it didn't bother me. Why in the scene, when her biological clock scene, you know, mm-hmm. why is he wearing 
Patrick Ewing Reebok, high top Reeboks. <laughs> Did you see his I shoes? I thought it was so weird. They're huge. Like I had to look up those shoes. So I yeah. was like, what? I, I saw they were Patrick Ewing. I knew they were Reeboks. And I was like, those are, those do not, he wouldn't wear those. No. With his leather outfit. Well, was this an early product placement? I don't know. Cause they didn't really, I mean, they were white on white. Like you couldn't see it. Like you had to really kind of know yeah. what was up. Um, well, so, you know, pattern sweatshirt slacks with a weird belt and Patrick Ewing high tops yeah. in Alabama mud is a kind of a weird look. Um, Bill, do you know who the judge is? Nope. He's Herman Munster from the Munsters. Okay. Okay. Do you He's from Pet Cemetery. He's I, in Pet Cemetery. I've never seen the Munsters. You ever see Pet Cemetery? Yeah. He's in that. What is he in that? The guy, that, the big tall guy that gets his ankles or Achilles tendons slipped by the kid. I thought that was the mom that got her Achilles slip. No, I, tennis I don't slip. think so. I think it was him. No, I thought it was the mom when she's like crawling under the bed looking for him. Well, if she was under the bed, she wouldn't be standing there with her Achilles tendons out. She's crawling. The kid's under the bed. Right. Kid's under the bed. She's looking under the bed like on her hands and knees and he slits her Achilles tendon. I thought for sure. I thought it was. Well, anyway. He's the this uh this was his second to last movie. He died one year after this movie came out. Um RIP Fred Gwynn. Yeah. Um uh, he was great in this movie too, by the way. Like his yeah, like yeah, hard ass for his yeah. Playing his character. Um I thought all of the all of the courtroom players were good. Uh the sheriff, uh the the automotive expert guy who's been in a hundred things too. Yeah. That other lawyer, the, uh, right. Yeah. Who had the stutter. Yeah. That was his name. I, I like a good, um, I like a good courtroom show, but it's fun to watch a comedy that also had pretty high stakes. Mm-hmm. I kind of wish they would have talked about that Norton guy. I feel like they might've left that on a cutting room floor somewhere. The guy that they mm. were protesting shouldn't get the chair. Oh, right, 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 right. Yeah. Because they never even, like, there's a guy, some people are against it, and then he gets killed. And that's the whole thing. But, like, they could have given a well, little then, info like, on they that. They have the comment with the guard saying, like, oh, they should just do it some other way because the chair's been fucked up for years. Yeah, and, but, like, like I, I feel like there was probably was a part in that movie that they cut out that was supposed to be, like, this guy maybe was, you know, maybe there's some correlation between falsely accused people you know yeah they're trying to like make a make a statement a little bit so the one of the huge cadillacs in this whole movie is the timing of things and i understand for the sake of a movie why you do this but it's just like it's insane that these guys are arrested and arraigned the next day and then the trial starts the following day well right? the trial like, started the trial started on monday they had yeah. like the weekend. I know, but <clears throat> you have to think though that part of Alabama doesn't have a ton of tr- cases. Probably, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. I know at all. There's I there's know. due process and there's discovery and there's all of those things, right? But this is just just like the other 1992 movie, White Men Can't Jump, where like right. you can't worry. That's not and the like voir of the jury, right? Like that somehow. When that lady is like, I'd fry him. And he's like, she'll do. 
Yeah, that, right. That the other lawyer isn't like, mm, let's not have her, right? Right. Like the right. whole point is that both sides get to choose who they want and don't want. Yeah. Well, I think maybe the point of that was to just illustrate that Joe Pesci didn't know what the fuck was going on. Well, no, the uh, point of that is to illustrate point. how what Alabama's like. Well, you know? yeah, but I mean, also they're they're also saying that like Joe Pesci doesn't even know that he can do that at that point, right? Because Marissa Tomei hasn't started started to help him by reading the actual book and telling him what it says instead of him just assuming he knows what he's doing. Yeah, yeah. It's it's fun. It's I like courtroom movies. I like court drama. I like watching trials. I've always really enjoyed that. Yeah. And, and you don't get a lot of comedy to, ones. When I was, you know, when I was in middle school, I was homeschooled and um every day at lunch, I would like make myself my ramen noodles and sit down with my grandma and watch some Matlock. Like, I watched <laughs> yeah. every episode of Matlock that ever aired multiple times. And, like, something about that, like, courtroom drama just, like, I don't know, makes me smile. I like it. And isn't it also true that... Burr, 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 well, burr, burr. My, my favorite thing about Matlock, and then, like, the same sort of thing that happens here, is, like, apparently the best way to defend yourself is to solve the case and find the actual murderer and get them to confess on the stand if possible. Right. Right. Right? Like that's how everyone proves their innocence rather than like actually just sort of, you know, how an actual trial might go is like creating reasonable doubt or proving your alibi or discrediting the witness. It's like, no, we have to like find who actually did it and prove it was them and then get the charges mm. dismissed. Yeah. Have have either of you guys ever served on a jury? I got I so close. I have wanted to serve on a jury my whole life. I want to be on a jury so bad. It just seems like the most fun thing in the world. And I got a jury summons two years ago. And it was at the exact same time that I had to be at a class out of town. And I seriously, when I responded to the summons, I was like, I have a class on this date that can't be moved. I have to be out of town, but please reschedule me. Don't just dismiss <laughs> it. And the response was like, you've been excused. And I got dismissed. So I served on a jury um, two years ago, three years ago, right at the beginning of the pandemic uh, in King County Superior Court. It was a assault with a deadly weapon case. Um. And basically, it was in the middle of the night, a paper boy was driving around, and a homeowner thought that this was a prowler, confronted this person, ended up shooting the paper boy, and then drove off, right? There were, there was like a, it was like a road rage kind of situation. So, like, the paper boy was driving around, the homeowner got in his car, followed him, confronted him, and then drove off, right? So, ended up that we were we were deliberating for about a day and a half. Like, there was a bunch of evidence. Obviously, the, the prosecutor really was, like, hammering it. Like, oh, this was, this was, this guy was persecuted. Like, they were... There was a white guy and and, and, a, and a guy of uh, Asian descent, and so like there was this was a hate crime. This was this and that. This da da da. But at the end of the day, 
um, we found out that there, there was just no, there was reasonable doubt there. Mm-hmm. And it, it was a real weird thing to be in a jury room where all these people, like, there were 12 of us, 10 of us were thinking this guy was guilty. And we all flipped by the end of it mm. within a couple days. Really? It was a real weird experience. Mm. And we'll continue yeah. after the break. We'll be right back. Check out. Shit, I forgot what it's called. It's in Portland. It's the hair place. Um, man, they've been sponsoring us for two years. What's it called? Um, uh, it's called Hairpin Salon. That's what it's called. Yeah. Check out Hairpin Salon in Portland. Google it. So Perfect. I got to, um, I got called in a few years ago and I got on the jury and it was some kind of uh, domestic. It was like a, I think it was a pedophile situation kind of thing. We only got mm. a few details. Right. We saw the person. And then the next day we went in to go to trial. And then they came in and said that they settled out of court. <laughs> and I was mm. super pissed about it. <laughs> Mistrial! Judge. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. I was No, super... so just to put a, put a button <laughs> on that story is like uh, the, the, the person who, was, who fired the shots uh, was pissed. The person who was hit was still devastated. This did nothing for them. Like the whole outcome of this whole trial that I was a part of was just kind of a big nothing burger. It was like nobody paid for anything. The The action was still done. The person still had injuries from being shot, but nothing happened. It, it was such a like – it was such an emotional letdown from like trying to like be a part of justice, but also I wasn't because nothing happened. Right. Like, yes, nobody went to jail, but also nobody was made whole either. My, uh, my father-in-law did one for like a long time about a, it was like a pimp and he was like in a super long thing. That was before I knew him, but it was like, it sounded pretty mm. interesting. When, anyway, when I was in high school, my dad was on a murder trial. Nice. Um, oh, wow. Yeah. And I, like nice. he came home each night and couldn't talk about the case, but would kind of talk about it. And it was really, it was really interesting because like the whole trial was about whether or not it was first degree murder or second degree murder. Mm-hmm. Right. And this guy had stabbed his wife and it was in the middle of a, like a whether fight was, and rage and whether or not it was premeditated yeah, you know premeditated or, and, or in the heat of the moment yeah and like it was it was this very like lots of evidence showed that it was just like a volatile relationship and it was you know heated arguments and lots of them and that sort of thing but the thing is like the stabbing took place in the living room Mm. And the knife was obtained in the kitchen. And ultimately they decided that like going to the kitchen and getting the knife was premeditation and found him guilty of first degree. Right. And and I, yeah, I saw that too, where it's like the judge's instructions are so specific, Mm -hmm. like as, as it pertains to the charge that like, you really have to like parse words Mm -hmm. and uh, the handler that we had, I don't, I don't know if she was a bailiff, but 
the whoever the person the person who is in charge of us, like mm-hmm. who would move us around the building and whatever, we would we could like write notes and ask questions and we would submit them and one of the things was like we were just really confused on like we didn't have enough information on a lot of things and and we turned in a slip that said like hey like we need clarification clarification on this she basically said like the judge said what the judge said and you need to rule on what information you have and you don't get any more huh. like so it was just like there was a lot of things we had questions on and because we had questions that led to the answer, right? The reasonable like, doubt. Yeah. Exactly, the reasonable doubt. Like because there we could not say without beyond a reasonable doubt that this happened because of this not guilty. Right. right? And to get back to my cousin Vinny, which is <laughs> right. what we're talking about here. Um, well, I mean that's the best of what well, we do, wait, right? Before you get we, into yours, we, can we talk about the scene when Vinny first shows up in the jail cell and Ralph Macchio's asleep? <laughs> yeah. And that guy thinks he's another prisoner. Yeah. It's it's so funny. <laughs> anyway. Well, okay. yeah, the first half of this movie is like people having a misunderstanding, right? right? Yeah. yeah. It's all yeah. everything's the a misunderstanding. Whole, like, the the farce of going that far before anyone realizes you're not under arrest for stealing a can of tuna is ridiculous. Right. Well, yeah. you know what? Yeah, yeah. But you know what's frustrating? It just makes you think about cops. Is that whole like I shot the clerk thing? Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, someone should be like, yeah, he was confused. He was I. It was a question. Not I shot the clerk. <laughs> also, I mean, he was saying like a statement, but like also yeah. when you're first put under arrest, you have to be told what you're under arrest for. Yeah, right. Well, so, he said. So, well, he said. Okay, but I don't well, know. No, but you can be detained. But that's you're being detained, and then that that. Police guy. But that's not what happened because in that scene, he already has established that he was read his rights, which means that he was arrested. Okay. Right? And you cannot be arrested without being explained to what the charges are that you're being arrested for. Uh, Dun dun. Are you sure? Dun dun. Yes. I thought as long as you were read your rights because, you know, the, the guy does say, do you know why you're here? And he says yes. But he doesn't. Right. And he has to tell him, you are under arrest for murder. When they read him the rights. Yeah. Right? That's part of, Not for that's stealing part of Miranda. Do you, do you remember when we talked about Miranda specifically? Yeah. What was that? Yeah. I don't remember which it was movie a we were talking about. It was a long time ago. But, like, Miranda was such a, like, terrible douche. Right? Right. Like, super guilty... And then they made that rule for him, and then he ended up getting, like, stabbed in a bar as soon as he got out of jail. Right. That was, like, in the 60s or 70s yes. of episodes. in Arizona, and he, like, actually did rape and abduct that girl. But um, Right. Yeah, yeah, crazy stuff. But it's it's just, it's, it's a comedy, so you have to right. suspend all of those things, right? Yeah. The the point. Well, I thought I was a little disappointed that in the end it was all about the like car tires and stuff like that. Because what I really wanted them to do was to make uh, the case have something to do with the train coming through at four ten in the morning, <laughs> right? And like like or like. 
have there be something about the train and something about the whistle and something like whistle, all of yeah. these things that were like keeping him up at night. He was like, well, like, with. I wanted all those timing things to have to do with the case and him to figure yeah. it out that way. But they, but they used the grits instead. Right. Yeah. No, the grits. Was, right. Right. The grits was um, good. And, you know, uh, oh, shit, I was going to say something. I lost it. What were you saying? <laughs> I was saying about you wanted them to do that stuff. It's a comedy. Oh, you have to suspend disbelief. Yeah. Yeah. Do you want to know my biggest Cadillac in this movie? Sure. It's the very beginning when they're shopping and they're like looking at beans and they're like, yeah, this is 36 cents. One cent cheaper. (laughs) This is one cent cheaper. Like, well, but maybe we should get, maybe it's the same thing. He's like, no, you're paying for the brand, you know? Yeah. Yeah. You tell they have no money. Right. Right. Yeah. He buys star kiss tuna. Doubtful. <laughs> yeah. gonna, that's when he's. That's when he grabs off the shell. He just grabs no, a can he, of tuna. But he shoplifted the tuna. But not on, not on purpose. Yeah, he was gonna buy. He it. just put it in his pocket to carry it, and he gets name brand well, tuna. Also, also is a convenience store in Alabama gonna have multiple brands of tuna, but four brands of beans? Yes. <laughs> or, no, they're gonna have one brand of tuna because uh, it's almost landlocked. Yeah, maybe. There's no tuna in the Gulf of Mexico. But tuna's preserved. I mean, you can get tuna. Yeah, but also our beans. Ryan, I don't know. We've had the same kind of conversation about shellfish in our lives, and it didn't turn out very well for us. <laughs> we were all Fair. in Louisiana one time. Fair. In New Orleans oh, specifically. Not all of us. Right, I know. Yeah. Just one dumbass didn't go. And we were like, there's oysters everywhere. And we're like, where do they even get oysters around here? We're like, Louisiana is on the coast. We, I know we didn't think we were talking about how, like, we didn't think the oysters came from there. thought they just came from the East and West. I thought, I thought that there was more of a, like oil spill conversation. No, it was just, we just thought there weren't oysters there. And then we found out it's like the number one producer of oysters. I don't, did you not know that you guys were on the ocean? No, I didn't no, know. I didn't I know that that part of the ocean had oysters. Okay. I know they farmed oysters down there. I dispute your recollection of this conversation. Well, that's what I thought because I didn't know because I don't eat oysters, so I don't know where they come from. I know they come from Fair. here and the East Coast. You don't eat yeah. oysters? No. Oh, I don't eat like any seafood, really. I'm not a big fan of oysters. I love oysters. I'll eat some other stuff. I don't like... <laughs> I will I don't suck like- that gelatin down. <laughs> <laughs> Clipped. Um... <coughs> All right, well, let's get uh, to the... Cl- oh, what? No, no, let's get to the Yeah, let's get the clemometer. Yeah, come on, guys, it's late. We should probably get to the clemometer. Oh, yeah. I think we're going to keep it. <laughs> Just a bunch of shit cut together. I almost did a spit take. I don't know why the clemometer sounds like bongo drum. <laughs> come on. This whole thing went sideways real quick. <laughs> yeah, kilometer and... Uh, I mean, clemometer and homework. <laughs> I, I said, said kilometer. kilometer. I said, I said kilometer. kilometer. We, Rick, we both just said <laughs> kilometer instead of kilometer. <laughs> hey, I said just, kilometer. You what, said kilometer. What piece of advice, if there are still any listeners out there, which I doubt. <laughs> Seriously. We were, t- we were saying, I was saying something about if there's any listeners actually out there. Um... Well, listen to this podcast at night with a few in you. 
It's better that way. <laughs> don't like, don't download. Don't download this on Monday morning and listen to it on your Monday morning drive to work, Aaron. Uh, give yourself a few hours. You know, come home at the end of the day, listen to it at night. It's better that way. Yeah. Uh, how do we button this up? Did we get the to the thermometer already? No, let's do it. No, let's do it. I liked this movie. It was fun. I love a courtroom drama. I thought it was funny. I thought it was smart. I thought it was well written, well acted. I gave this movie an 84. Ooh. Did I say 85? Ooh. <laughs> Rick said 85. <laughs> I had 91. Ooh, wow. Okay. You guys knew I would like this one, huh? It's a good movie. It is a good movie. It's a it's a, a, it is a good a, movie. An Academy Award winning movie. <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah. Legit and good movie. Way to go, guys. I mean, extra bonus points for Marissa Tomei. Yeah. For that pantsuit? Yes, for everything about her. <laughs> All of it. Just her in general. All right. 84, you said? 84? I said 84. Got it. Uh, all right, guys. I think we've done some good work tonight, and we should probably call it an evening. Bye. Well, that, we have to assign a movie. Oh well, what? To, oh. what? What are you gonna follow yeah. up Vinny with? Um, oh, I'm gonna follow up Vinny with another <laughs> great movie. <laughs> it's, uh, oh, you guys make it so hard for me. It's a little movie called <laughs> Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh. What do you know about Fast Times Reach My High, Bill? I know nothing about this movie. I have no idea what it's about. I have not seen it. I assume it's another high school movie, so I'm thinking somewhere along the lines of what was that one with Ben Affleck where he had the stick that he hit kids with? Days of Confused? Something, yeah. So I'm thinking it's some combination of The Breakfast Club and Days of Confused. Ken, who do you think's in it? Anybody? Oh, I have no, I actually have no idea. No idea at all who's in this movie. I, I couldn't I have no idea what decade <laughs> this movie was made in. I know nothing awesome. about this movie. That's weird, right? Yeah. I like when we have movies like this. I like when we have movies that Bill has is completely. Uh, you've never you ever heard someone talk about the movie Fast Times? Nope. I'm going into this movie completely blind, absolutely you know, no expectations, no idea what it's about. You know, I don't want to drag this podcast out very far, but I have to ask one more question. Yeah. You know. We're good. I know how I speak. This is a question. And, how can you be so stupid? <laughs> yeah, kind of. And I know how a lot of people I know speak. Do you think that all of the f- friends you've had in your adolescence until now are like the funniest people in the world because they just quote movies and you don't know what's a movie they're quoting? Like – how There's would so I many know? things. How would I know? Right, right. So what I'm saying is like, it's like if someone wanted to, like, you didn't know Shakespeare and people walked around all the time just like quoting Shakespeare to you. You'd be like, we're four out though. Yeah, we're this guy, this guy, he's got some, got some ideas here. He's spitting like, bars. I can think of the amount of things I've quoted from a movie to your face and you've like laughed. But you thought that was me the whole time? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> it just, it's very strange to me to live in a world where you, you think everybody's way more clever than they probably are. Oh, we, we have a music episode coming up where I'm severely disappointed to learn 
<laughs> that a lot of music was stolen from another musician. <laughs> yeah. That happens a lot. Yeah. You'd be surprised. I am Strange surprised. things are I was surprised. Circle K. Um, Stay tuned for my surprise hole. Well, did you hear your surprise hole? Getting that little, this is like a troll toll. Did you, would you hear about your beloved uh, Ed Sheeran? No, what did he do? He just got sued, but he, he beat the charges from, for stealing music. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, it wasn't that close. It yeah, really wasn't. Yeah. Everyone, there are way worse song stealing. Oh, yeah, for sure. There, there, people are like, oh, he's got all that Spotify money. I'm going to try and get some. I, get I dodged, I dodged a bullet with that guy. Yeah, he was. He's coming to town. He's playing a small show at the he Paramount, accu- and he accused you of stealing one of his songs. No, he's playing at the Paramount Theater before he plays Lumen Field. Yeah, and I was. I had an offer to get tickets, and then Noah wanted to go, and I was like, I don't have to go what with my fuck? kids. Why didn't you ask me? <laughs> you don't want to go. <laughs> yes, I do. <laughs> no, I would have just bought the tickets from you. Oh, I could ask. See if you can get them. Okay, they were like one hundred and sixty bucks a piece. I'll, I think. I don't care. <laughs> And no price too big right. for Ed Sheeran. Let me see Ed. I Ugh. want that cream just like so thick. All right. Um, <laughs> okay, we'll talk to you next week. We'll see about that. All right. Bye, Bill. Bye. 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 All right. Fast Bill, times at Ridgemont High. Bill is going to hate this movie. Yeah, no, he's going to hate it real bad. He's going to hate it so much. <laughs> he's, there's um, nothing about this he could like. <clears throat> I'm trying to see. Spicoli, his least favorite character in any movie we've ever seen. Mm, well, yeah, I'm, you know, he's just not going to like it. I don't know. I'm going to say... I'm pretty hazy on like the actual plot points of this movie because it's been so long. Oh, see, I, mean, I know it. This is another movie that but, I've seen just an uncountable amount of times. Yeah. Um, and there's some parts in it that kind of drag out, and there's some weird stuff. And but I I like this movie. Um, you know it. It's Amy Heckerling, right? She is the one that made Clueless. Um, I think right. Uh, anyway. Um, I just, he's not gonna relate to anything and I don't think he's gonna care, but I'm gonna say score wise, he's gonna give it a 20, 20, 20. Mm. I think uh, it's tough because it's like, this is like Americana high school, whatever. And then he just has no frame of reference. He, he would do better. He just has with this movie. If he was watching it in a room with other people that liked it. But him watching this it on his is own is not going to do this, it well. This is the problem with Bill. He does not watch these movies with anyone. He watches them by himself. And, yeah, I don't know. Like, I'm going to go 37 in a row. In a row. All right. Uh, everyone, I really want to thank you for checking out our podcast, listening and subscribing, liking, all of those things. If you really want to get in touch with us, please send us an email at miseducationofbill at gmail.com. You can also find us on Instagram and Twitter at miseducationofbill. Uh, we would like to give a special thanks to Wyatt Only and The Wreckage for letting us use their music on the podcast. 
We appreciate it. If anybody wants to find our podcast, they can find it on all of the major podcast apps, Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Music, Google Podcasts, Amazon Podcasts, all of those things. I think that's all I have. Later. Bye. Drink.